revolutionary talk for revolutionary times. Promoting peace, liberty, and prosperity around the clock. LibertyTalk.fm. close to our favorite time of the year, and that is football season. We are eight days away, or actually a week away, from the college football season taking place. It'll start with Southern Florida, as well as Stanford being the first two ranked teams playing. They're playing not each other, but two other opponents. And then the NFL begins September 7th, which we cannot be more ecstatic about. Today we're going to give you a little bit of a rundown on special teams and defenses. I know we haven't covered that yet so far in the show. But I thought we'd start with a little bit of a college football preview, kind of just running through the early season rankings, preseason rankings, actually. And number one is not Alabama. It's actually Clemson. And you know what? Rightfully so for the time being. They did just come off a national championship. They did lose players, though. And I don't know how much that will affect. Maybe they had a fantastic recruiting class coming in. But Alabama, from what I have understand, it brought in the number one recruiting class and should make their way back to number one at some point soon. I I wouldn't disagree with that. I mean, Alabama, it seems like they have the number one recruiting class every year because I, I would think, why wouldn't they? I mean, they've been the most successful college football program of the past decade. It hasn't even really been that close. Um, they consistently produce first-round picks. Uh, some s- scary guys playing defense for Alabama. I mean, you had two of them picked in the first round this year in the NFL draft. But, you know, I, I like Clemson at, at number one. Um, I think, you know, win the national championship, no matter what happens to your team, I think you should have an opportunity to defend your title. Obviously, a lot of things change for the Tigers not having Deshaun Watson anymore. I mean, you never really know how that's going to work out because he probably was, you know, he was most of the, one of the most dynamic players in college football. And, you know, it was, you know, basically the reason I think that they won the national championship but it'll be interesting to see what happens I think you know when you win a national championship that just makes your recruiting that much better because you know it it just makes your program more attractive so maybe they do have another quarterback in the waiting and I know that that defense you know has always been pretty good so if they if they can develop those two things and that they might be able to stay on top and with the four-team format you know there's still a lot of room for opportunity the most interesting team for me this year is USC they love USC the Pac-12 this year. has been the butthole, I think, of college football the past since, five years. Since they lost to Texas in the national yes. championship. Yes, I mean, you know, they were, the I think, preseason number one. It was three or four years ago and ended up going seven and six. 
just consistently one of the most talented teams around, but have never been able to put it together. Well, now they have basically the since Matt Liner, right? They have the they young do. quarterback Sam Darnold, who already people are talking about being the number one overall pick, and people are going to flop this year in the NFL for him. So it's interesting. Is he going to live up to the hype? He looked good in that bowl game. Very exciting game against Penn State. And right. He did. He he looked spectacular as his defense didn't. So the defense obviously is going to have to play better than that. They can't give up 50 points a game and expect to be in the top five spot. But along with this USC team, he's Washington in the four. And Xander, before I like bring that up, I think we should let them know. We, I could not have been more wrong at the end of the last college football season. Alabama did not win. Deshaun Watson did not choke in the championship game. And Washington didn't lose by 50 in their first round matchup against Alabama. So I was way off. I could not have been more wrong when it came down the stretch. And Washington showed something. They don't have their quarterback anymore. But the Pac-12 is not a joke, per se. I know the bottom half has been terrible. I know they're not as an elite conference as the SEC or even the Big Ten. But the fact there is no Big Ten right now in the top four, or even five, because Oklahoma, I've got number five right now. Well, it's pretty, it's not pretty in the wild. top five, but look, at six, seven, nine, ten. Um you know, you've got Ohio State, Penn State, Wisconsin, and Michigan. So Hey, only four teams make the playoffs. Right now, none of those teams will be in the playoffs at the end of the day. <laughs> and it hasn't even started yet. Right, but I, I'm I'm really excited for Big Ten, Big Ten football this year. I mean, I think it's it's awesome what Penn State has been able to do over the past five or six years. Making that kind comeback. Of, the Sandusky uh, and Paternal Train have right. sailed. I, it's been an unbelievable comeback. I mean, I think last year... They were supposed to be pretty good, but I think they really overachieved and, and showed people that you know they really were that good of a team. So I like where they're starting off this year. Also, Ohio State, whenever wherever Urban Meyer is, there will be a good football team there. Is it time to crown Michigan, though? Is it finally their year? Is it over? Are we going to see Michigan hang on, not blow one of those terrible games, and then go in, beat Ohio State? and move into the playoffs. I think it's Jim Harbaugh's time in college football. I, I, it does feel like that. I mean, he's been... The moment he stepped on Michigan's campus, that football team was better, and you saw it that first year. I mean, they were they were so bad before he came, just like the 49ers were. If you remember, the 49ers under Mike Singletary were, you know, worse than Jeff Fisher. They were 7-9, and 6-10 and 10 every year, um, and he brought them to three NFC Championship games and a Super Bowl. So I think he's a spectacular coach. I think he is. I Doesn't get along with general management, it sounds like. At I think he's better suited for the college game. Same. Um, Go in there. Less be personality. It. you got more yeah. rotation of players in and out. His system's proven and it works. Guys want to play for him. For I mean, he's successful reason. at Stanford. That's why right. his whole first stint, I mean, he's been spectacular. So I, I think it is a Michigan. I think this could, you know what, I think they will make the playoffs. Can I make right? a comment about Wisconsin? Sure. So always a good, good team. Very good. Never Always, great. it's just never great. You're right. Good, not like, great. They they'll upset. And they won't upset, but they'll beat an Ohio State. They'll beat a Michigan, making it harder for those teams to make it to the LSU. LSU. They'll beat upon like they beat the good teams, but they just like fall off at certain points. I don't know if it's even falling off. They just blow a game. I I just don't know if I've seen Wisconsin even close to playoff contention. And I know maybe last year. But still, Wisconsin's just always that floater team. I mean, they're hanging out now at the 10 right now in early preseason rankings. But I don't see them going to the playoffs with such a loaded Big Ten right now. Yeah, it's hard. Wisconsin, I agree with you. It's a perfect way to sum them up. Is they're, always, they're always pretty good, but never really great. And 
it never seems like when they're a decent underdog in a game that they really have that great of a shot. That's just my personal opinion. But a team like an LSU or a Florida, I feel like no matter where they are, there's always a chance for them to upset, you know, maybe the best team in the country. No, absolutely. Um, I And LSU, another very interesting team uh, for me to watch this year. The offense was hard to watch last year. Coach O's first Coach full o. season. Um, and obviously they lose Leonard Fournette, who was injured a lot last year. I don't know how much of an impact I, he had last year. For that I think it's a lot more about the quarterback, which they have not been able to find no. in a long time. Um I don't know if I want to go all the way back to Jamarcus Russell, but that's Oof. kind of the last time I remember LSU, you know, being a, a dominant offense. I mean, if you remember when they played Alabama in the championship, I'm going to say five or six years ago, they hit, they didn't cross the 50-yard line until the last two minutes of the fourth quarter. Um, but the defense, I mean, I, I'm a big fan of Coach O. He's a, he's a football guy. He's a football guy, from as we've learned from Barstool Sports. Yeah. <laughs> but... Yeah, you know what? He can turn that team around. He's aggressive, and he's going to make this team a very tough team to beat. It's right. no longer going to... And obviously, both know defense wins championships. And, and you've I seen it from this Alabama LSU, LSU team. is always, you know, has a chance to have a great defense. Absolutely. Well, that's all the time we have this segment, everybody. We thought we'd bring you a little bit of an update. I'm picking Alabama to win the national championships, since it's just easy for me to do so. Other than that, we'll be back with more football. We're going to be talking more of the NFL level. We'll be back after the break, everybody. What's up? What's up, everybody? We're back at the Sporting Edge, and today's podcast is brought to you by Audible Trials. Get your free audiobook download at www.audibletrial.com slash the Sporting Edge. Again, that's www.audibletrial.com slash the Sporting Edge. A lot of great titles out there. Been listening to a lot of audiobooks in the car lately, and I'll tell you what, it's a lot better than reading a book because I just don't have that type of focus. But what I am focused on right now, Roz, is fantasy drafts coming up. We did our order of the picks a couple nights ago. You got you the, the lucky two, seven. And I have lucky number seven. I like being at the two. My decisions um, are made for me at the two. Because, like I said all through the yeah, show. I, you know what? I disagree. Just with the, you I'm just not taking a wide before. receiver. Okay. I'm, that's just what it is. So... I mean, I'm currently doing a mock draft while we're doing this podcast right now, just to kind of see and get a grasp of what's going to come around to me when it comes back for the second and third round. It's looking a lot like a T.Y. Helton, which I'm not super thrilled about, or Brandon Cooks, because I really never trust a wide receiver out of New England. But I really, I just want to roll with the David Johnson card, and that's what I was able to pull off here in this mock draft, and I'm feeling pretty, pretty confident with it. But we were just talking about a running back that was a little intriguing to me before we hop into the defense and the special teams, and it was Devonta Freeman. And he's ranked pretty high coming into all these drafts and everything. And once again, I just, I'm a little nervous about the Atlanta Falcons offense as a whole, to be honest. It's going to be a new scheme. They have two, uh, definitely two running backs. Tavon Coleman is an absolute freak. He's massive. So I don't know how sure I am about taking a guy that's going to really be handcuffed to his partner in crime, you know? So, I completely agree. And it just also makes me feel weird about Julio Jones early on. I don't know. I could be very wrong, which has happened here at the Sporting Edge, but I I don't know how I feel about the Atlanta Falcons as a whole. I, Devonta Freeman, I don't understand how, you know, basically the rankings I'm looking at too would have him being taken at 
you know, the last pick of the first round in a 10-team league, which is, I just think, atrociously high for a guy. I mean, Tevin Coleman, I think, could be a starting running back on probably 20 teams in the NFL. Yeah. If not, compete for a starting job on all but maybe a couple. Super explosive. And I'm not saying Devonta Freeman isn't, but, I mean, you know, you saw Tevin Coleman last year when he was healthy could do some amazing things with the football. I personally think he's better than Devonta Freeman. But in any case, Devonta Freeman, any little sort of injury, Tevin Coleman gets the ball. He has one big game, 20 carries, 150 yards, which he's definitely capable of. I mean, it could be a clear-cut you know, Devonta Freeman could be the backup. And I just that I don't like taking that risk, especially with a guy who's maybe a first or second round pick. You know, I'd much rather take a guy who's, you know, the lead back in a backfield clearly or a top tier wide receiver. Um but yeah, Devonta Freeman, too high for me. I you know what? And Julio Jones, not really sleeping on him, but taking a nap. Uh, yeah. Taking a nap. I don't, I don't like I don't like the injury Antonio, risk. I think there's better picks. Antonio Brown, Odo Beckham, we've been saying it. They're just there. Why not? I feel a little bit less risk. But there's one more guy. Who's your other guy? In the oh, top tier. You're Mike Evans. Mike guy. Evans. Hey, he's looked good through training camp so far, and so is our boy Jameis Winston. So, you know, I, anything could happen there. I really I think that Tampa Bay Buccaneers team is going to be great. So Mike Evans is really somebody I'd probably take over um, – I would definitely take over Julio Jones right now because I am concerned about the injuries and that offense. And Mike Evans has just been an absolute specimen so far. Right, and that's why I like my pick a little more because if I had the fifth pick, I might have a little more of a decision. But, you know, with me getting the seventh pick, I'm pretty certain that Mike Evans will still be there. If he isn't, then, you know, that's too bad. Yeah. But I I think he will be there, and obviously then coming back, I'll get to pick a couple picks earlier. Um, but what do you what are your thoughts on AJ Green this year? I've told I, you he's my uh, he's my favorite wide receiver that I will not be getting on my fantasy team because people are either going to hit him high because they know he's healthy and he's back, or they're going to let him go low. But I'll be kind of I'll be kind of tricky to take him at around the two. I don't think he'll make it all the way back to me in the second round. I think AJ Green. I think it could be for me. I think it could get a little dicey. If he was still there, I would be very tempted. You could have Mike Evans, A.J. Green. I think you have the best wide receiver tandem there. Right. I mean, you know what? Obviously, fantasy football, it all goes back to getting lucky. No, I mean, absolutely. As long as you stay healthy and you pick a couple guys in the middle rounds who have great seasons, they'll probably have a pretty good team. No, absolutely. But, and and like I said, anything can really come about. But we have to cover the defense and special teams real quickly just because we want to get to all facets of it. And... <laughs> We, we might as well talk about some of the kicking issues right now in the league. I mean, the extra point being moved back. There's more extra points obviously being missed these days. None more than in Tampa Bay right now, a team that we find to be really hot. They just cut Robert Aguayo, who they traded up for. That is the one second of the, round. the weirdest. I mean, I understand he's not doing well to cut him, but the, they took a second-round pick with him. It's, it's got to be super disappointing. And they were trusting Nick Foles, or Nick Folk, and it's been funny watching Hard Knocks. I usually, I've been down on Hard Knocks recently, but they picked the team I was very intrigued with. Nick Folk, last, or two nights ago, missed an extra point and then missed a 40-yard field goal. Days after they cut Robert Aguayo. So, Roberto. Roberto. My bad. I'm forgetting to add the O to his name. But there's just kicking problems. Jameis Winston is going to have to win without a kicker at this point, it sounds like. And that's what they're talking about. It's good. Find a kicker. He was 21 of 29. The finding of the kicker is not so easy anymore. You can say you can bring in all these it's guys. Not, I'm not saying kickers it's easy, are, but. 
terrible right now. Yeah. Other than Mason Crosby, who is the kicker, I will always take. So if you want my opinion, since kickers are very short to talk about during fantasy, I will take Mason Crosby no matter what. I don't care. He'll be at least the one packer I'm sure I'm getting. Mason Crosby's my kicker. Also looks fantastic so far. But around the league, just the numbers are drastically down in terms of field goals made and yeah, extra points I mean, made. Well, I think they'll make two out of three, though. I, 66%? Holy crap. I, mean, like, it's not good, I might be able to do that. I know. But, Take me to Deerfield know, High School a, right now and let's go kick some balls and see what's going on. You know what? I think, I mean... Do you even have a kicker kids, you like that you know you're going to take? I would really like to get Justin Ducker. That's my, I'm Justin Tucker. You're right. I'm He's a, I'm a big impact fantasy player, and I have been for a long time of not taking the kicker until the last round because no, I think absolutely. you can find more value. Dude, I might take Justin Tucker in the fourth round. I would consider taking Justin Tucker in you know maybe the third to last round. You know if that could be. I just think twenty like, point fantasy games. He had three of them last year. I mean that's like a, you said. The, first of all, the consistency's there. Absolutely. Um, the the power. The guy. I think. Probably has a top three leg in the league. Um, and the offense is it's good enough to get him a lot of opportunities. You don't you don't need the best offense. But not good enough to score a touchdown every time. That so might be the perfect that could be formula. the perfect mix. And he's super successful. I think you can I would consider him the best kicker in the league. I would. Um, and I think he'll also get you know, top five, maybe top three opportunities, which you combine all those. I would love to have him on my team because a good kicker Get you 10 points a week. Sometimes that's You need the 10 points a week from I mean, a kicker. Absolutely. You can't have the duds, the one field goal made for three points. Or the it's bad because, you know what, I think people drafting defenses is hit or miss. Even if you take, you know, if you strike out on your defense and they're getting you three points a week, you need a little extra income, that kicker. Yeah. But if you got a guy who's going, you know, one for four, gets cut, you know, a guy who's just not making, and you need the long field goals. Neither an eight, a seven, six-point swing is huge. Huge. It's just absolutely massive. And I like how you brought up the defenses. Because defenses for me have been... I've never bit early enough to draft one of those so-called top defenses. I usually draft one towards the very bottom. I'm the same way. And then it's just every week I'm looking at matchups. Matchup, matchup, matchup. And I'm, I'm dropping, adding, bringing on defenses all the time. For me, I think a, a lot of momentum for me. It is a with a hot hand, but it's hard. Is it Arizona like, worth a, like their special teams have been great? They are probably the number one defense. I don't know. I've got four defenses in front of them. I just, but I just feel Denver, most confident. Seattle, Denver, Houston. Denver's such a bad offense that it's going to translate to their defense, and Dude, that was the case last year. I think if Deshaun Watson is good, is at least average, then I you'll think. draft DeAndre Hopkins again. No, I was talking about the Texans That's defense. Fine. I think the Texans defense is going to be scary this year. J.J. Watt coming back healthy, Jadavian Clowney, probably the two be- best defensive ends in football on the same team. Sack two, monsters. Two 20 sack members. I mean, that's 40 points. Dude, that, extra they're going to be impossible. I wish Vince Wilford was still playing. He just retired, so unfortunately. On the barbecue commercial. The bar- heck yeah, good for him. But that's all the time we have this segment, everybody. You know who we're feeling on defense. I'm selling. On the Packers, still very young, not very talented in the defensive aspect. But who knows? Who knows? Maybe take them in the 15th round. We'll be back after the break, everybody. This is Sporting Edge at LibertyTalk.fm. What's up, everybody? Bubba here. It's finally here. The long-awaited Bubba Report. 
bringing you news from all the trading floors across the globe. We've got Scott Chalady, the cow guy, as seen on CNBC, Fox, and Bloomberg. We've got Keith Bliss, CNBC, Fox, and a floor trader at the New York Stock Exchange. We've got the Badger, who writes the hot topics in the political news. We've got myself putting together my own unique indexes that will help you give you a better idea of what's going on in the market. All you need to do to get a hold of the Bubba Report is go to thebubbashow.org and sign up for the newsletter, or you can email me direct at bubba at thebubbashow.org. We want you to have this report because we've got over 150 years of experience talking about markets, getting ready for the trading, and puts you in the best position to have successful. So email me at bubba at thebubbashow.org to get a copy of your report or go right to the website, thebubbashow.org. Make sure you get it. It's a must-have for every investor and trader. The Bubba Report. What's up? What's up, everybody? We are here at the Sporting Edge with Wits and Roz. We've covered a lot of fantasy football over the last couple of weeks, but since we are right on the doorstep of the NFL season, we thought we'd bring you non-fantasy news and we'd talk more about the teams and the standings and where we think things will fall out as the season progresses. So we're going to get to the actual teams. We're going to give you our division winners as well as finish this segment up with our Super Bowl winners. We did this during the MLB season. Obviously, Xander's New York Mets. Doesn't look like they're going to be making it to the World Series, but me, I'm all set, baby. I got the Astros, Cubs, and Cubs. Well, you know the what? Astros are not going nowhere. The Astros that. are struggling a little bit, but I'm still confident in, in what I picked early on. I'm going to hang on to it. I'm not going to back down, but... I want to start with the NFC because obviously my favorite team is from the NFC. And that way we're going to start with the NFC East. Interesting division, right? It's the Redskins, I th- the I Giants, Eagles, year, and Cowboys. Year over year, the most unpredictable division in football. Absolutely. You have four teams that are always not horrible and usually not great, but they fall in between that pretty bad to pretty good range. No, absolutely. And, and it's something you don't really see in most divisions in football. And you're going to leave it that way this year? I mean, could Eli Manning have another spectacular year? Uh, you know, the Giants I, I are a playoff team. I would say the Cowboys are pretty good. Yeah. Uh, you know what, what? What about this Elliott? For Elliott's out for six weeks, that backfield is a little more empty. It's tough. Zach Prescott, I don't think, is as confident without him back there. I... You know what? I think that there's one thing That's I learned a last year. two and four year. start. It's not to question Dak Prescott's confidence. I think he has all the confidence in the world. <sighs> Again, he might be a fourth round easy. pick. Second year in the league. He I, still has a great offensive line. I'm not going to discount that um, as a reason for him not to be super successful. Are the quarterbacks dominant enough in this division? This is a real question. I don't think Kirk Cousins is. I'm not a Kirk Cousins fan. I don't care what anybody says. I'm not either. I don't, and he I, proved it with that pick at the did, end of the year. Yeah, he year. just does not get the job done. So I'm the Redskins aren't even like when we're about to pick right now. They're not even in consideration. Carson Wentz still young, raw. He looked really good the first four games of the year last year, and then just wasn't very good the last. Right, this is a big 12. year for him. He needs to have a big year. They, he has Alshon Jeffrey now. That team can no Jordan Matthews though. No Jordan Matthews, who they just traded the Buffalo Bills, but. Alshon, I think, is a spectacular wide receiver guy I would look to take later in the rounds because yeah. he's an absolute specimen as well in terms of size and ability to catch the ball. They're not my team. Right now, I'm going to go with a little bit of surprise. I think the New York Giants might be taking the, I, the NFC East. I'm a Giants fan, and not like not like I grew up loving the Giants, but I've always liked Eli. I've always liked what that team's been able to do. They, they have won two Super Bowls. 
Um, I forgot when the first one was like ten years ago, probably. But I mean, there's a lot. Of, there's a lot of franchises out there that can't say that, and the fact that they've no. got two, uh, they always have a chance, and I think that's why because they've shown me that they can be a pretty good team. You know, team that sneaks in, maybe not as a great. Um, as a wild card or not a great division winner, they can win it all. And that's what scares me about them in a good way is that Eli Manning has proven that he can get it done under the bright lights um, with all the pressure on him. And he's been getting, I think, consistently a little better each year under Ben McAdoo. He used to be the offensive coordinator, took over for Tom Coughlin. And Eli Manning's numbers have been pretty damn good the past three years. Um, I hear a butt coming in terms of who you're picking out of this division. No, not, I, I just want to give my case for the Giants. I don't think they're gonna straight win. up. No, I don't think straight up they're as good of a team as Dallas. I could see both these teams making the playoffs. I do think Dallas is a better team, though. A two I, and four start without Elliott is what I, I feel don't like. think. I you know what I, don't, I, I think ten and at, six wins this division. Do you think ten and six? I think it. I think it might, but I think the Cowboys are going to be better than ten and six. I'll give them. I think eleven and five. That's fair, but let's move on to the NFC North now, and all hail... This is a horrible division. The Green Bay Packers, the greatest team in NFL history, the most NFL championships, four Super Bowls, three soon-to-be Hall of Fame quarterbacks with Bart Starr and the lovely Brett Favre, and then, of course, Aaron Rodgers, who is still in his prime. They're going to win this division easy. I don't even care what people have to say about the Lions, or the Vikings, and obviously Mitch Trubinsky is not going to lead this Bears team to any promise this year. But I'm going Packers 12-4 and this year. I'm feeling good about it. I think this is their Super Bowl year as it is. I'll get to that in a minute. But I'm picking the Packers unless you have some beyond bonkers idea that any uh, any one of these teams is going to beat the Packers. I'm, I'm curious. No, I don't think so. I think the Packers got better during the offseason. Uh, I think a key factor for them, I think, is always health. That's Defensively, you know, I think the, the past couple of years has been a shit show in terms of guys staying healthy for them. I mean, they have, I'll say, the best quarterback in the league. Yep. Either one or two. Easy whatever, peasy. Whatever you want to look at it. So they always have a shot because of him. But if you look at the rest of this division, it's pretty trash, in my opinion. You got the Bears, who are, I mean, are, I think kind of in a rebuild. They could be phase. a three-team or a three-win team. They might. They could win six games. Oh, you can give them six. They could. That's a lot of points. Not a points. Um, a lot of wins. Minnesota. Interesting. I mean, remember the start of last year? They were five and zero. Oh, they were power rankings were, I think, second or third. Eight and eight. Is Teddy finish. Bridgewater's career over? Is that? What we're understanding at this point, I honestly have not heard a single there, thing about him. There's not a lot of him. talk about him right now. I don't know. I, I remember hearing something that wasn't that great. Like yeah, he was behind great. schedule. And yeah, I don't know. That team was Teddy Bridgewater's team to make. It was a rising. The team was rising. Like, and now you're stuck him. at a Sam Bradford like plateau. <laughs> it's just you have a five yard pass. So I'm not worried about them. And then the Lions, they have. I love Matt Stafford. And it's hard. I don't. I don't think I could ever say I like a player in my own division, but I like Matt Stafford. He got grit. He chucked the ball. He just doesn't have Calvin Johnson anymore, and that sucks. Right. So, but who nobody ever had Calvin Johnson except him. Just like I know, and they were fantastic. John Kitna had him for a little bit. John Kitna, and um, there was a couple, there was a stretch of injuries to that team. John Kitna had him. Dante Culpepper was a yeah. line for a little bit. There were some guys who had him, but Matt Stafford. 
was successful. And obviously, this division's not. There's not much to talk about. I think the Green Bay Packers easily take this at twelve and four. But that's why I want to bring up the NFC South, where I think there is more diversity, even though it has the ex Super Bowl losers, the Atlanta Falcons. I agree. I there's more diversity I'm not this year. Sold on the Tampa Falcon. Bay Buccaneers. That's all I have to say. Won ten games last year. Watch out for them. I think. They're they're not my pick to win this division, unfortunately, because I'm a little soft and I'm big a little bit of a Sally. Although I took the New York Giants, so I feel proud about that. I think I'm going to take the Tampa Bay Buccaneers down the line, but right now I'm going to actually surprise again. Maybe Carolina Panthers are my pick this year. I am calling the it bounce right back. now. This is going to be the most exciting division in football, I think by far. Yeah, but I think the Saints get blown out. I don't, I don't know how know. good the Saints are. You know what? Drew Brees can throw for 5,000 yards, but I don't know if that's going to translate into many wins. And AP could run for a couple thousand. You never know. I, I just think... Their defense is such trash. It is trash, but you know maybe they make some magic happen, have a great year. I, I don't know what's going to happen. It's hard to say, Carolina, would you have thought they would have ever been this bad as 6-10 and 10, You know, after the Super Bowl a couple years ago? There, read the signs. The Atlanta Falcons, 6-10 and 10 this year. See, you never know. I, I think there's going to be at least three pretty good teams in this division. Um, the team I worry about, like you said, the most is the Saints. I worry about the Bucks though, too. Everybody's, they're young. They're so high on them. You know, we're all having these visions of Jameis Winston maybe winning the MVP, having O.J. Howard, Mike Evans, Deshaun Jackson. You got some great players on defense. Um, Gerald McCoy, a couple Ooh, other guys. I don't know the Absolute names, star. But yeah, he is a stud. But... You never know. They might go. They might go seven and nine. And but regardless, I think it's going to be exciting. I don't think the Falcons are going to be as good as they were last no. year. It's just new scheme. It just changes it up. And the Super Bowl hangover. And a I think bad hangover. This I is think like they're drinking more hungover upset. than the Patriots. I, well, the Patriots, I don't think get hungover. The the Falcons might still be dazed. Tom Brady, like you wake up the next morning still a little drunk, and you're wondering. And then the mid mid yeah, but it wasn't even a good drinking. You drink no, your pure sadness. Right. Tom Brady's drunk is probably like he's just like one of those college kids who wakes up every morning telling you he doesn't have a hangover, and you're just sitting there miserable and right. dying of a hangover. But this one kid just for some reason. Never picks up the hangover, and that's what the New England or the New England Patriots are. It's yeah. unfortunate, but that's why they're winning Super Bowls left and right. I mean, I don't have a lot of faith this year in the Atlanta Falcons. Matt Ryan had a great year, his MVP year last year, but that hasn't been consistent yeah, every, throughout his every career. Every piece was in place last year for this to work out, and they the year blew a twenty-five point lead. The year they were the top-ranked team in the NFC and lost to the Packers in the second round. Their fo- the following season they. Didn't return to the playoffs. So this team is up and down. This division's up and down. I like Carolina. They're my pick. I don't know who you're taking out of it. Um, I'm going to take the Bucks. There you go. So that we're both risk takers when it comes to this division. But that's all the time we have this segment, everybody. We'll finish it off when we return for our last segment. This is the Sporting Edge at LibertyTalk.fm, everybody. What's up, what's up, everybody? We've got one more NFC division to take care of, and that's the West. The ugly, ugly West. The wild, this, wild this West. This division three years ago, scary football. It was scary. But Hands then down. four years ago, it was the worst division in football and had a 7-9 and nine team make the playoffs. I mean, this division is gross to me. Nobody likes playing football super early in the morning. You know, you know who was the glue that held this division together? 
Who? Harbaugh. Harbaugh. I Harbaugh. don't disagree. <laughs> the 49ers were good. The Seahawks were good. The Cardinals? The Cardinals were good. Dude. The Rams stink. They all right. stink. <laughs> That's why they had to you leave had St. Three, Louis. You had three teams in that division who were probably in the top eight in the NFL. This one's just, is almost as predictable as the NFC North. It's the Seattle Seahawks who will come out of this division. I mean, Carson Palmer's great, and that team might go 9-7 and seven this year. But they're not making the playoffs. I think this is going to be an eleven I, and five year. I think the Seahawks can sweep their division, go six and zero. I don't know. I think it's eleven and five for the Seahawks this year. I, you know what? And that's Card- a team that's going down as well, to be honest. You know, I don't. I think the Seahawks, obviously, when they won the Super Bowl against the Broncos, that was their top. They had the best defense in the league. Russell Wilson, Marshawn Lynch. They kind of dropped off a little bit. I, I think right now you don't hear that much about them. They might come this year and pack a huge punch. That defense is getting a little older. It's getting a little older, but I, if it stays healthy, I think it is still a top five defense in the NFL, in my opinion. But the team I have the biggest question mark about is the Cardinals. Because yeah. a couple years ago, they were... It rides on Palmer's shoulders. Right. And he had a great year. I think they lost the Packers, right? Was the Richard no. Rodgers? They beat the Packers. Oh, they did beat. Okay. It was a sad birthday. They... Whatever they were, they were unbelievable, and I called them. I remember after that year, win the Super Bowl the next year, and they were garbage. Carson Palmer was bad. David Johnson was good, but that whole team did not mesh. So this year, it's kind of like: Are we a good team that played bad last year, or are we a bad team that overachieved a couple years ago? I think it rides on Carson Palmer. He's thirty-seven. He's old. He's kind of been old for like ten years now. With all his injuries, so I don't really... Like you said, if he comes out firing and for some reason there is that mojo throughout the season, then that's a playoff team. If this is 2015 Carson Palmer... Then they're looking this good. Is, I think this is a division-winning team. But I think it's easy to say both of us are taking the Seahawks. I, I would take the Seahawks. All Wouldn't right. be surprised if the Cardinals won, though. Oh, that's fair. And surprises are always good. But let's go to the AFC East, the other most... I don't want to talk about this division. Are we just giving Patriots? Can we just skip it? All right, well, you can skip it. All right, we're going New England Patriots are coming out of the East. They're going to go 16-0. and This is... I've seen more news stories about the Patriots going undefeated this year than I've ever seen ever in terms of the NFL picking teams to go undefeated. So we'll see. It's a Patriots year again. But we're going to go to the AFC North, the most gritty, grinded-out division you can find in sports. More violence and hitting than I've ever seen. I mean, James Harrison's still li- like lingering around there at the old age of 39. Dude, he or- might play till he's 50. He's scary. I read a great article about him. You know how much money he spends a year to take care of his body? How much? Take a guess. $1.5 million. No. No, too much? $300,000 a year. That's still more than which I Which is, I mean, you talk about a guy who's been playing a very a tough position, linebacker in the NFL. I mean, these guys don't play for 20 years. I mean, no. and the average career in the NFL, I don't know what it is, but it's not very long. What he's been able to do... Um, and especially he was going to retire, then he came back, and he's still very good. He won the Defensive Player of the Year, oh, I think it was a while back. But regardless, takes care of his body, he's in great shape all the time. That's a great YouTube tangent to go on, watching his workouts. Did a push-up with Marquise Pouncey on his back. I yeah. saw, that was one of the more amazing things. I, um, the guy's pr- like 350 pounds. And he's back with the Steelers, who are my pick. Ultimately, to win this division, I think they're the most explosive offensively. I think the Bengals are going to be better this year, A.J. Green back, Andy Dalton, Mr. Cons- no, nah, I can't even know, if- I can't go consistent, Mr. 
Just Mr. Th- average. Mr. Average. Yeah, that's perfect. All right, that's a great word for it. Mr. Average is going to compete. Which is not a bad... Is It's not a great thing, but there's a lot of NFL teams out there who do not have an average quarterback. No, they don't. And you need... So he, they're competing, at least. The the Ravens are in trouble. Now, Flacco, who was also was Mr. Average for a while. And then you've got the dump Super of a Bowl team. Super Bowl winning Flacco. Super Bowl winning Flacco. But, and then you have the dump of a team... I mean, I don't even know why they're still in existence, the Cleveland Browns. They're just so horrendous. There's no point to them being around. They really have not been good since I started watching football. They've made the playoffs once One time in our it lifetime. was Derek Anderson and Braylon Edwards. Yeah. That combo. Braylon Edwards. Yeah, was a that's good a name. That's a name. He was a good wide receiver. But I'm going with the Steelers. I don't know who you're feeling. I think it's just the easier pick. They're the most dynamic of these four teams. I think that's the easy pick, but I'm going to go with the hard pick. I'm going to take the Bengals. There you go. I, think this is I like year, that. I think this could be the year of the Bengal. Where, uh, Does Marvin, is Marvin Lewis still hanging out there? Yeah. Playoff list winning? Playoff list. No wins? It's unbelievable because Andy Dalton, I know they didn't make it last year, but first six years of his career made the playoffs. Zero playoff wins. Just kind of hard to believe that he couldn't pull out one year. But, I mean, that, that shows you how hard it is to win in the NFL. But still, you'd think six years... I think they're going to break through the slump this year. That's my opinion. I think a lot of it rides on Andy Dalton playing well, AJ Green staying healthy. Um, obviously, you got, got a lot in the backfield. A lot in the backfield. Mixon, that, Bernard, and that's Hill. probably a backfield I'm staying away from. Until, Too much, unless late round I want to take a flyer on somebody. Mixon, I've heard his but name. I've heard his name a lot. Too. Yeah, but I heard Jeremy Hill's name a lot two years ago when he ran for 107 yards against the Broncos. Then last year was my second round pick and was a huge bust. Yeah. But but we have the AFC South, which is the garbage division in the AFC. We've got the Jacksonville Jaguars, who don't even know if Blake Bortles will ever play as a starter again. We have the Tennessee Titans, who are one of my favorite teams right now in terms of their growth. They're becoming one of those dynamic offensive teams with already a pretty sturdy defense. I think their wide receiver core is fantastic. Their running backs couldn't be better right now with Murray and Henry in the backfield. Then you've got the Texans, who we think is the best defense coming into this year, and it rides on a young rookie, Deshaun Watson, which I'm selling high on. I think he's going to be pretty good. And then buying? buying high. I always say selling when I mean to say buying, so at least you know that, fans. And then there's the Colts, who are just terrible. Just terrible. Luck. He could be as good as he wants to be. I mean, I don't... I, I think don't, for the first, the only thing I want to see is Andrew Luck healthy. Like yeah. a full year. He, and the I can't... Couple years. He's got the shoulder. They don't know if he's going to be ready for week one. I don't know. I'm not... I'm not... I'm not buying the Colts. I don't think they're going to even be competing. I think them and the Jaguars will be at the bottom. I think it'll be a nice battle between the Titans and Texans again. The Titans... The Titans are growing. They're in their growth phase. Very I, much I a growth think phase. they're a team that's gotten better. I mean, they were over 500 last year. Mariota, you know what? It's it looks like we're on the trend that the Mariota Winston draft is going to be ten times better than the RG three Andrew Luck draft. Oh, absolutely! The, and the if way their Mariota comes going, back, he was hurt at the end of last season, and that team could have been a playoff team with him maybe healthy. They could have. I agree. I mean, I got to tell you, I'm feeling the Titans. I'm going to take the Titans because Mariota is more experienced than Watson right now. I know the defense wins championships approach. But I, got, I just feel a little more confident. It'll be exciting for the fans of Nashville, Tennessee, for the Titans making the playoffs. I'm going to go with Titans. I don't know about you. I'm going to go with Houston. I think That's fair. Know, the defense. I'm a big defense guy. I think they're just going to be pretty suffocating this year. 
Um, but I think their playoff chances and beyond are going to ride a lot on Watson. Watson, and I don't even—he's not guaranteed to start at the beginning of the year. I think you know Tom Savage, his name's still laying around. But regardless, they're going to need some good quarterback play. And we have to go quickly with the AFC West. It's the Broncos, Chiefs, Chargers, and Raiders. The Chargers are one of those just dog shit teams that we won't even talk about. Raiders are my pick if Derek Carr comes back healthy. There's not enough offense in Denver and not enough offense in Kansas City. I like what I see out of Derek Carr and that offense. I like their defense as well. If they can get over some of the legal issues they have, I'm taking the Raiders out of this division again at 11 and 5 or even 12 and 4. Uh, I'm taking Denver. They're having a bounce back here. Trevor oh. Simeon's going to be good enough. Trevor Simeon, the Northwestern product, is going to take this team. That's what you're telling me right now? Yep. Well, that's unfortunate, but I'm taking the Raiders, like I said. Super Bowl picks, but they got to be on the fly. I'm taking the Green Bay Packers versus the Oakland Raiders. I think there's going to be a little choke in the playoff for Tom Brady and maybe the end of his career. Xander, who are you riding with? I'm going to get a surprise pick. Houston Texans versus the New York Giants. Wow, that is... Probably something we're going to have to revise later in yeah, the year. Probably. But can't be worse than the Mets. Cannot be worse than the Mets. But that's all the time we have this week, everybody. This is the Sporting Edge with Wits and Rods. We are on Liberty Talk. FM and AM FM 24-7. Be sure to follow us on our social media platform. Everyone have a great weekend, everybody. Revolutionary talk for revolutionary times. Promoting peace, liberty, and prosperity around the clock. LibertyTalk.fm.